On today's show, it was a travel day for the Florida Panthers as they made their way back to South Florida. We have some injury updates for the Panthers after what happened in game two. And we asked the question, does Matthew Kachuk have to walk on eggshells? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, June 7th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back to the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnHL. When you enter promo code LockedOnHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers, according to Andy Slater, they made it back to South Florida uh, seven hours ago as of this recording. Uh, we're just approaching midnight here on the East Coast as we are recording this show. So, around 5, 6 p.m. that the Florida Panthers made it their way back. But the Florida Panthers did have some media availability as far as in between games uh, via Zoom with Paul Maurice uh, speaking to the media. But we before we go into the injury updates uh, based on the Florida Panthers after everything that happened in game two, I want to introduce my guest here on the show and very honestly very excited for this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Because Jacob Winans is back. It's a Winans Wednesday. And of course, with everything that's happened in between games one and two, want to know if you know, if you follow Jacob on Twitter, you know some of the things, some of the things that he says, whether it's comical or not, whether it's old takes exposed sometimes here and there. It's also great to get Jacob on the podcast to get his, uh, his real opinions on this, on where the Florida Panthers stand after two games so jacob uh welcome back and uh one to i want to go right into it let's get your thoughts on the florida panthers through the first two games of the stanley cup final um so if we're gonna if we're gonna talk completely honestly about the first two games i think it's been uh an absolute disaster through two games and and i don't think anyone would really disagree with that um but we are just talking about two games, not four games. Uh, and that's how many you need to, to either win or be eliminated. So um, Vegas is only halfway to the finish line and the Panthers do have a chance to come back and, and uh, make some changes and get back in this series. We've seen them do it before. Uh, I would argue Boston is a, was a, a tougher team on paper, at least than Vegas is. And the Panthers were able to come back from the, the brink of death uh against boston and win that series so uh well it doesn't look great and i think money puck has our our odds at somewhere around 11 and a half percent to win this series it's it's not ideal but uh it's never over until it's over um i'm i'm kind of the 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 poster person for uh angry tweeting or when we do something great for being overly excited about it uh, and tweeting that way, but 
Um, yeah, not a lot of positives to look at the first two games, but it's only two games, still a long series. And uh, as our as our good friend Frank Frank Rikis says, you're never in trouble till you lose at home. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, and um, the Panthers just have to find a way to to protect home ice, win one game at home, then win another game at home, and and it's a brand new series from there. Um, so so far from over. And uh, if you want to, if you Want some positives to look at? Uh, I'm looking at, at Brandon Montour and his newfound dad strength uh, to lead us back into the series. Uh, did not want to start the show off without uh, huge congratulations to Brandon Montour and the Montour family uh, on the uh, the birth of a child uh, right in the middle of the Stanley Cup run. Could not could not happen at a better time. That's uh, more important than anything happening on the ice. So congrats to Brandon Montour and his, and his family. Yeah, major congratulations to Money Montour for bringing a newborn child on the night. Uh, and it's funny, you mentioned Money Puck uh, odds. And it's funny, I only really look at Money Puck odds in the regular season because it's a base, I base it off of games you games outside of the Florida Panthers that they can't control as far as other, t- depending on other teams losing. But the Panthers, you know, when it comes to, odds you know they still have games right in front of them to play as as as, as well so you know as far i i didn't really think about even the money puck uh, odds when it comes to the when it came to the florida panthers and their chances of winning uh the the series but we do have some injury updates on the on the on the panthers and uh palmer said that Racco goose will be evaluated uh later they that there's still no updates on him there's going to be further testing on them and Etsy Lusteranen skating, uh, but still not uh, ready to to play in a in a in a hockey game as, as well. But uh, Palmer spoke about how the mood is uh, strong for for the for the Panthers as well. But we 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 knew that Etsy Lusteranen was a big loss for the Florida Panthers, especially because he could play in, on the penalty kill. He could play. He's uh, been well with Anton Lindell there, but now you're you're without your best physical defenseman in, 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 in your lineup here. And that hit on Barbashev didn't look good. I mean, now, now that we had a whole day to like process everything, looking back at everything, I, I'm looking at that hit by Barbashev and I'm like, that's shoulder, that's, that's shoulder to head there for, for, for that hit. And you, of course, we discussed more of, how the officiating wasn't really on the Panthers side and everything from, from even the first two games. And it's just, it, it's just really frustrating when you think of, when you think of the situation that the Panthers, they were mostly healthy uh, going into the Stanley cup final. And now it's, now it's starting to catch up with, with them. And as far as the health factor. Yeah. And it, it it's kind of been the story all season long, but especially in these playoffs, uh, it, it just kind of felt like, if there's one thing that could derail the Cinderella run, it, it's the Panthers' lack of depth and guys leaving the lineup could cause some real problems. Um, we've seen it happen a couple times with when Ryan Lomberg was hurt. Uh, Zach Delpy slots in, and that fourth line was just borderline unplayable throughout that whole Toronto series. Um, mm-hmm. The Panthers were able to were able to overcome that uh, with really good uh, defensive play, shutting down the other the, the Toronto Maple Leafs superstars, but. Um, just it just goes to show you like one one injury uh has major implications in a lineup like the 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 roster the panthers have 
Uh, just They just don't have the depth. They don't have the NHL-ready healthy scratches that you can just throw in uh, to fill in those depth roles and not miss anything. Um, I thought the idea to go 11-7 yesterday was, was pretty smart, in my opinion, um, because when you go 11-7, uh, 11 forwards, you're you're using one of your top six forwards to to take that extra shift on the fourth line each time, and you get a fourth line that's a little bit more consistent. You have at least one one scoring threat on that line. It boosts everybody, and I thought that was a good idea given that uh, Etsy's un- unable to play right now. Uh, but that that whole strategy gets blown up immediately when Radko Gudis gets hurt because now you're just at 11-6. Um, the extra defenseman is, is now non-existent. Uh, and, and, and it, it really, it really kind of demolished the whole, the whole plan. Um, if Etsy's not able to go, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked to see the Panthers go 11, seven and play Fitzgerald and Carlson. Uh, that would not necessarily surprise me, even though that's not exactly what I would do if I were, uh, in the position of head coach, but, um, it, it's, it's really not going to matter. I mean, uh, at, at this, at this stage of the season, whoever's in has to whoever's in the lineup you have to produce you have to do your job uh it doesn't matter who it is and uh and that's that's really where we're at um with with etu hopefully he's able to play uh all indications leading up to game one were that he was going to be good to go it's really kind of strange to see him have some sort of Very. setback uh, really odd really odd this time of year uh, to, to see that kind of setback so i don't think anybody was really expecting that um and and the toll is it's definitely taking a toll. His defensive responsibility, uh, his his uh, scoring touch uh, in, in a depth role, uh, he's he's been great throughout these playoffs. He's really had a breakout year, and and he's sorely missed right now. And then um, it it really puts a lot of strain on the fourth line when Ryan Lomberg has to move up to the third. The fourth line is now having to replace Lomberg, so it's it's not as simple as just replacing Etu. It's it's everyone has to move and, and change the way they play with him out of the lineup. Uh, and, and the Radko Gudis injury only compounds that um, on defense. He's our most physical player by far uh, in a very physical series against a very physical team. You really can't afford to miss him. Um, I hate that he got hurt uh, playing a Stanley cup game on, on his birthday, no less. It's, it's, uh, it's brutal that and, and that hit it, it did not look clean to me when it happened doesn't look any cleaner the day after yeah uh, and, and I did have a I did have a conversation about this hit on Twitter today with um, uh, uh, Dave Jackson a guy who's been super super responsive and I really genuinely appreciate the the dialogue that that he offers on on Twitter and uh, even even private messaging he's He's really great at explaining calls. For those who aren't familiar, he's the ESPN NHL rules analyst. Um, I asked him about the Radko Gudis hit, and he said he thought it was clean uh, because the original contact was driven through the chest uh, with Radko Gudis leaning into the hit because he came in in a crouched position. But he did acknowledge that there was major contact to the head, and that's, of course, what caused the injury. Uh, he just felt like like it's not it's not something that in real time uh, can can be called a penalty. And I... I I respect that answer. Um, it's bang bang. So yeah, it is. I I really have no issue with the the ref on the ice not calling it. Uh, what I take issue with is is Department of Player Safety not even looking at it the day after uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's major contact to the head, uh, and and you have to take those seriously. Um, 
but we, yeah, we can we could talk about officiating all day. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to it with the Kachuk topic because uh, Dave Jackson had some comments on that as well. Yeah. So, so now that with Gudis out of the lineup and being um, likely missing game three, I'm the, at least that's the expectation. Right. I'm looking at the hit leaders for the Panthers. Bennett is after Gudis, Kachuk, Cousins, Barkoff, Rhino, Etu. Notice how there's no defenseman there as far as that list for hits. So I'm gonna look for a guy, Aaron Eckblad, to to be to be the guy to step up and not take a stupid penalty too, because we know he's definitely yep. prone to take taking a, a a dumb penalty or or two as well. So I'm gonna be looking for Aaron Eckblad in Game Three to to pick up the physical uh, game for for the Panthers and 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 replace what Radko Gudis uh, ha, has. Uh, has brought to the table for this Florida Panthers team. But we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to discuss and ask the question, the, is, does Matthew Kachuk now have to walk on eggshells with the amount of penalty infraction minutes that he's had? We're going to discuss that next year on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through... Th- thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the exact same thing like lululemon the butt but you fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dog uses anti-stick sweat um wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdownHL and enter promo code lockdownHL to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdownHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Segment number two here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Jacob Winans is back here. But and Jacob, we have to ask this question, and just based on the comments after game two as well, and you know we saw three misconduct, ten minute misconduct penalties um, for Matthew Kachuk, and two, it's funny, gets misconduct, scores a goal, gets misconduct again. <laughs> it's just uh i saw a tweet saying that that's the matthew kachuk hat trick uh now so yep. so he, he is it's gonna be something new i i guess it's gonna be maybe a trend in the nhl but i don't see it as as uh common as a gordy howell hat trick but in this stage with the stanley cup final and of course the if you want to call it antics even i don't know if that's even the right words to use for for that when it comes to chucky but Based on what's happened in games one and two, it, it seems as if Matthew Kachuk has to walk on eggshells. Do you feel that same way for Matthew Kachuk going into game three and beyond? I think it's been unfair uh, against against Chucky, and and maybe to avoid the penalties, he needs to walk on eggshells. But I personally don't want him to. Uh, if you're asking Kachuk to to find a way to walk on eggshells and toe that line. He's not Matthew Kachuk and he's not playing the way Matthew Kachuk is supposed to play. And if he's not, if, if, if Matthew Kachuk is not Matthew Kachuk, we don't have a chance of winning this series anyway. 
They're not even here in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. The, the Panthers don't get this far if he's not playing right on that edge. And that's that's how he plays the game. And, and that's really the identity the Panthers are taking on um, throughout this playoff run. So, no, I don't think, uh, well, to, to keep him on the ice and out of the box, maybe the expectation is that he should walk on eggshells personally. I don't even think you entertain that. If you're Matthew Kachuk, you come out and you play the same way every game. Uh, and and eventually, um, I, I really I think eventually it, it catches up to Vegas. I think uh, they take they will eventually take a dumb retaliatory penalty. Uh, and I won't even say they'll take it a bad penalty. They'll they'll get caught taking a bad penalty because they've definitely done some really cheap, dirty after the whistle stuff that has just gone unnoticed for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not the, the uh, exactly. And I'm not the, the conspiracy theorist type. I'm not going to sit up here and say it's rigged or that uh, the NHL wants Vegas to win or whatever, but eight, like some of the stuff like Aiden Hill with a, a blocker punch to the face of Nick cousins, Nick cousins gets jumped by four Vegas players ends up as the only guy in the box. That's uncalled for uh, Matthew Kachuk getting attacked for a clean hit on Jack Eichel, which Jack Eichel himself said was a clean hit ends up with a 12 with 12 minutes in, in penalty time that can't continue. And, and if you're asking Matthew Kachuk to stop playing his game to avoid these unnecessary calls, I think it's, I think the, the onus needs to put on the officials to not over police the Stanley cup final uh, instead and, and force players to take on a new identity to match what the referees are, are, are hoping uh, to have in, 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 in this series. And I really don't, I don't like the way the first two games have been officiated. I think starting starting with the Cousins penalty, horrible. Panthers score shorthanded, so no one talks about it, but it, it was horrible, and it set a bad tone. I think the Mark Stone high stick was clearly a high stick, and I think they didn't take nearly long enough to, to review that. Uh, I thought that was horrible. This past game, Aiden Hill gets away with a, with a slash, and only after Kachuk gets cross-checked into his net, uh, and Aiden Hill won't let him out, then slashes Kachuk in the ribs with his stick. Aiden Hill later in the game takes his stick and uses it as a weapon to to uh, slash at the back of Ryan Lomberg's knee uh, and take his knee out from under him, and that goes uncalled. Like, some of these eventually, a ref is going to have to see it, and, and it's going to have to be called. It's, the the storyline has been Florida's undisciplined, Vegas is staying out of it, and that's not what's happening. What's happening is both teams have been undisciplined, Florida's penalized for it and Vegas is not. And, and eventually that evens up. I, I don't think it, it continues that way. I don't think it's rigged. I don't think it's for money or whatever people like to say when, when the officials are making bad calls or one-sided calls. But I do think eventually all things even out and Vegas is going to start to be penalized for some of these cheap things. Uh, and when that happens, I fully expect Matthew Kachuk to be right in the middle of it, agitating someone, goading someone into doing it. And uh, to do that, you can't ask him to walk on eggshells and play a different game. Uh, and, and when it comes to the misconducts, Kachuk said he probably deserved the second one. Uh, the little cheap tap of the stick out of out of the Vegas player's hand, like it's a nothing play. But at the same time, if a ref tells you, if you do one more thing, I'm throwing you out and he goes ahead and does it. I kind of understand where, where that may come in. But the, the, the misconduct following the Eichel hit, I'm at a loss. I really don't understand what that was for. The game was not out of hand if you're if you're talking about the Panthers. The Panthers are capable of, of making comebacks with that amount of time left. And you just you just simply don't 
take a team's best player out of the game for for 12 of the remaining 22 minutes. Uh, it, it, it's it's nonsensical. It was overreactionary from the refs. I think it was horrible. Uh, and and uh, Dave Jackson from ESPN agreed that he he was not sure. He has no idea why they would have called a misconduct there. He said the hit was clean, and he he did not know why there was a misconduct called there. So I think that really tells you everything you need to know. I, I'm I'm still at a loss for that one, and and it's been 24 hours. Yeah, and uh, there's a quote for that Matthew Kachuk had after after uh, game two saying maybe people think it's a bit much, but that's how, that's how we play as far as their physicality and, and they, and just the road to get here and to, to change everything just like that in, in this series, uh, just, just because uh, you go through two games of it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that the Florida Panthers are, are they, of course they're, the Vegas Golden Knights are a bigger team. That that's that's a fact. They do have more of the debt. That's a fact. But as far as needing needing to try to respond to to Vegas is physicality and and big hits. Um, you, you can't you can't just sit there and 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 be uh, bullied by by them as well. And I think that that you you can't walk on eggshells uh, if if you're if you're Matthew Kachuk, but it, it still kind of feels that way it, regardless of, of, of yeah. everything. And, 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 and what I would add, what I would add to that, and I love the point you just made there uh, with that quote from Kachuk, that this is how they play. Um, if you look back, if you look back at it, one, I think if the games were a little bit close, closer in score, I think the rest would be a little bit more lenient with the extracurriculars, uh, but in, in blowout games, they're, they're just sending everybody off the ice because they don't want any stupid stuff which I understand that to an extent. But I would also add that to your point that you just made, that this is how the Panthers play, look back at the Boston series when the Panthers got shelled at home, uh, lost those home games, and they're heading back to Boston 3-1. to one. It looked like that series was out of hand, but that that game four in Sunrise ends with a lot of with, – with just chaos. It ends with chaos, fighting, uh, like – All Mark and Chucky. Exactly. Almost a brawl to end that game. Guy, guys are fighting. Everyone is everyone is scrapping, getting into, into the extracurriculars. That sparked this entire thing. The, the, I feel like the Panthers really found their playoff identity in that game. The, the, it looked like the series was lost, but just the, that little spark at the end of the game, Olmark and Kachuk get into it, and it sparks the, the entire team. Both teams are, are at that point up in arms, and, and that's really what, what – propelled the Panthers onto this run. So to ask them to change that now, I think would be, uh, would, would be just borderline ridiculous. It, we're going to win or lose playing this way. And, and wherever the, wherever the cards fall, that's, that's where they fall. But this is, this is how the Panthers are going to play. No doubt. And you, you don't, you don't, you don't change it just because, just because you go through a few, uh, few hurdles in, in, in the final round. And of course it's amplified because of the position that they're in. And of course being right. the last team standing as well. So of course um, it, 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 people are going to ask those questions regardless, but um, those are our opinions about it as well. But uh, we're, we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss uh, the ratings of the first few games. And we're going to ask if, Sergey Bobrovsky can go back to being superhuman like he was in the middle two rounds 
of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And make a fast break to FanDuel right now during the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's this third segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob Winans is back here. And Jacob, TV ratings have been uh, announced uh, from uh, from uh, game one. And Jesse Granger of The Athletic uh, discussed how game one was the most viewed game since the Stanley Cup final in 2002 between the Detroit Red Wings and the Carolina Hurricanes. Funny enough, Paul Maurice's uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, during that year. Uh, and, and I'm looking, I'm trying to look up the exact tweet because I, I had it, I had it retweeted. Uh, but it, there was a tweet by Alex Baumgartner. He quote tweeted saying, I thought that nobody would watch it. Oh, here's the actual tweet. 2.8 million viewers peaked at 3.3. Highest rated ga- game one in 21 years, going back to the 2002. So just goes to show that that whole Sunbelt uh, Sun uh, final BS that people were trying to uh, say that nobody would watch it, the whole gatekeeping mentality, especially people north of the border, um, were trying to say, about this it just it's 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 great to see that the that it, it's proven wrong as far as that but going back let's go back to the hockey side of of things um of course sergey Borowski gets pulled with uh with after the fourth goal in game two and listen we haven't seen this many breakdowns uh, in, in the middle two rounds of with the, the Florida Panthers and even the few opportunities that they, the, the Panthers did as far as giving up rush chances. I mean, we remember Marty Natchez um, in, in, uh, in, in game one of the Carolina series. And of course, even prior to the middle two rounds, we talk about game five against uh, Brad Marchand as well, but it is, we, we and we even spoke about last postseason how Sergey Bobrovsky wasn't the issue for the Panthers, but he wasn't going, he wasn't playing out of his mind uh, as far as being the sole reason that the Panthers were were in it. But he's not making those he's not making those saves that are that are bailing his team out. But of course, we don't subscribe to the whole thing that it's his fault neither. So. Do we? Do you think that Sergey Bobrovsky can get back to being superhuman like he was in the second and third round? Um, it's a multi-layered question here. So, when it comes to Bob, can he get back to that superhuman form? Yes, he can. Uh, will he? Probably not. Uh, should he have to? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I think 
I think it's it's a couple different things here. So can he get back to that form? I, I really I really do think he can because there's going to be two days off. Uh, he didn't finish playing the game in, in in game two in Vegas. He's he's a little bit more rested. Has some time to get his uh, his head right. Um, there, there's there should be some updates to the roster uh, or to the to the um, injury report. So we'll, we'll at least know uh, what we're going in with for game three. Um, when you lose when you lose Radko Gudis mid game twice. Uh, game one he he also left for a period of time in game one. Uh, when you lose Radko Gudis twice, that is extremely detrimental to your defense, especially the penalty kill, which uh, both times Radko Gudis has, has left in the in, in a game when, with a penalty kill immediately following. We've been scored on both times. Um, I believe both times were Jonathan Marches, so actually. Uh, when you lose Radko Gudis in that fashion two times, that, that's extremely detrimental. Uh, and then not having Etulis drain and killing penalties as well has, has proven costly. Um, so no, I, I don't think, I don't think he's going to get back to that superhuman form because if you look at the stats, Vegas has not had, uh, they've, they've not had a goalie face the goalie, these playoffs that has even topped 90%, uh, 900 save percentage. Every goalie they've played throughout over the course of these playoffs has finished sub 900, uh, in, in their series against Vegas. So no, I don't think Bob is going to uh, be able to carry the team with, with the superhuman, 940 and above safe percentage giving up a goal two per game at the most i don't think that's going to happen but i don't think he should have to and i don't think that's the only way we can win i don't think the panthers right. only path to a stanley cup is bob playing on a god level of of that we've never seen before in the stanley cup minus maybe vasilevsky i, I don't think that's the panthers only path to winning um i think much more responsibility defensively uh, the breakdowns, Bob's really had no chance on a lot of these. And even Alex Lyon had no chance on a couple uh, that he faced. It, it's uh, it's more defense than Bob. And Bob, I think I think Bob is in a place right now in his game where he's going to give you the saves that, that he needs to give you. Uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot of the, the bad Bob goals. Uh, even in this series, we haven't really seen that. Uh, he, he hasn't really had much of a chance on, on, on the majority of these. Um, and I think Bob can steal you a couple of saves, a couple of game changers. I think I think he absolutely can do that. So if we're relying on him to be superhuman, we're in trouble. Uh, right. Can he? Definitely, he, he definitely can. I, I'm not. I'm never going to say Bob can't turn it on and, and become superhuman. The, the man has won two Vesna trophies. Uh, he's he's capable of it. Um, but if we're waiting on that to happen, we're in some big trouble. And um, and I, I don't. I really don't think that's the only path. Uh, to, to winning the Stanley Cup. On the contrary, I would say um, Bob has looked human in this series, and Aiden Hill to me is not a guy that that I would confidently say is going to look superhuman the entire series either. Uh, mm. it, Aiden Hill has played fantastic, but if you can if you can make him look human in the game, uh, it's a whole different it's a whole different series. Uh, he's stepping into a hostile building, coming here to Sunrise, and uh, if you can. If you can uh, find a chink in his armor, then then maybe you've got yourself a a, a, a much bigger uh, storyline between the two goalies. Part of me wonders when Aiden Hill becomes a free agent, who's going to pay him, and then what's going to happen a- after. And part of me wonders if he could put up this type of performance 
that he's done throughout the postseason on on if if he if he happens to not return to the Vegas Golden Knights. But Jordan it's, it's, Jordan Bennington is an interesting case study. I'll put it that way. That is there, uh there you go. Yeah, there you go. So I I kind of wonder as far as Aiden Hill as far as him looking uh, human like um superhuman. And of course, the the defense is helping of Aiden Hill around them. I mean, as far as puck retrievals, there was a stat after Game One about puck retrievals. Alex Petrangelo was at the top. Breakout passes. Uh, Alex Petrangelo was at, was also at the top as well. But also and the shot blocking. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that shot too. blocking is crazy. No, no doubt. And they're and they're doing him a, a, a lot of favors. But as far as the Panthers, it's going to take uh, the them with timely pinches as well uh, when it yep. comes to not giving up rushes um, not drawing too much on one side when it comes to when it comes to going for a board battle as, as well and knowing knowing when to when to protect the house and to stay back as well and and I think that the Panthers they're gonna hopefully uh, pay more attention to those details as far as as when to go towards the end boards and towards the corners and 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 be quick as well at, at getting a stretch pass out to, to get it out um, back into the neutral zone as well for, for them, because you got to find a way to protect Sergey Bobrovsky here uh, in this series. And even on the, even, even on the goals they gave up, it was, especially the first two goals, it was just Vegas being faster as far as getting to the pucks off second opportunities and you got to prevent those second opportunities for Vegas as well. So that is really what's going to help or help the Panthers if they, if, if they're able to do all that on, on, on Thursday night. So, you know, it's a change, like we said, a change of venue flying multiple days off this, this series could easily, easily change uh, once, once uh, Thursday night comes around. So, um, not, not everything is all lost as far as uh, as far as the as far as the series at this moment in time. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you as always, my friend, for your insight. Whether they are some crazy takes on Twitter and then coming on here and doing them yourself, uh, or or expressing a whole bunch of positivity as well when things are going right for the Panthers. So through the highs and lows, I want to thank you so much for uh, you bringing in your insight on everything in regards to the Florida Panthers. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans eight win or lose. I will definitely be there. Um, Yeah. As much as, as much as I'd like to, to not care this much, I can't help it. So I will, I will be there win or lose. Uh, And, and just to Panthers fans, may not look great. I personally am not the most confident right now, but it wouldn't even be the craziest thing the Panthers have done in this playoff. So um, long way to go and, and enjoy the, enjoy the Stanley cup games at home. Cause this is a, uh, this doesn't, this opportunity doesn't come around often. No doubt. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Jacob. And uh, I hope to see you next week for a game five recap as a uh, game five, a possible game five would be next Tuesday night. So hope to see you. Um, then, my friend. Yes, sir. It'll be a 3-2 Panthers lead. Book it. (laughs) And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. 
Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip the Stone, and Sir Odin, and Lockdown NHL's Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And on tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we are going to be previewing Game 3 between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. From our of Les, with Jacob Winans, and you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.